Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we have a crazy entitled parent story all about using their kids for labor. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my entitled mom just forced me back into horseback riding and I got grounded on Sunday for me saying no. In December 2020, my mom forced me to do therapy horseback riding and it was freaking heck. They lied about so much crap. Recently, I got a ding trophy because I mastered the walk trot class for people with disabilities in the world show. Not surprised I was with people who just moaned and didn't move their horse or did crap and just ran away, etc. I was forced to do this because I have ASD, ADHD, and PTSD and a heart transplant. I was treated like a two-year-old by the trainers. I had to have someone always with me even though I'm fully independent. I lost it in February this year because I fell off my horse and broke my wrist because the crappy trainer was looking at their phone. I took an 8, almost 9 month break in August, one month before I was due for a TNA procedure. I was told I was going to ride again after surgery, but it won't be at a therapy center. I'm not a horse girl, I'm a theater and art person who also loves to swim. I was taught how to swim by my dad while I was in heart failure from when I was 1 month old to 13 months. I was 13 months when I got my transplant. I was never forced or pushed to swim. I'm currently in diving lessons because I adore jumping off high dives and I want to be in my high school swim team. Now, let's move to September 14th, day of my TNA, to September 29th, final day of my recovery. I was told she's starting to look into places. I only had two lessons at the new place, yet I still hate writing. Yesterday, my mom got mad because I was too tired to get out of bed, slash said I didn't want to go, and yelled at me and took my switch away. I want to quit. I want a family member to help me. I can't. I feel like I need to go to my dad's side to help, but they live in Chicago and I only see them once a year. Writing is not good for my mental health and my own physical state. It makes me tired and it hurts me badly. I was told I will ride until I jump. I was pushed into this crap so much that I hate it. I didn't mind it first, but it's bad. She tells me, but Scarlett does it. She's my IRL friend, by the way. But that's not a dang excuse and she brings my friends into this. She calls me lazy, yet I do diving and I spend most time resting because I get tired easily. Therapy doesn't help me. It only helped me 12 years ago because of recovery and I needed physical therapy. I'm fully okay now, but I feel like the only thing that makes me happy is meeting other kids my age. I'm 13 and I was born June 2010, so that because I'm old enough to be here, who also have cardiac conditions. I need help to get me to quit. If I say no, I'll be told then no switch or phone. I'm sad my mom turned like this. I wish she never found that therapy center. If she didn't, I wouldn't be forced and I wouldn't feel more exhausted. She used to say I need to finish one season of a sport. If I didn't like it, I could quit. I used to do gymnastics or cheerleading and dance. I liked it but quit because I was badly bullied. Now it's just, you're doing this and you don't have a choice. If I ask my grandparents to help me, mom sighed. They'll gaslight me by saying, you're going to need a scholarship because of how crappy your grades are so you're going to keep writing. And will fake cry and say, but you're throwing your talent away, blah blah, etc, etc. Can't even get my dad to help me. Apparently I'm lazy. 
I'm really not. I need to be careful with my own body because of my medical conditions, and I have very bad daytime tiredness and them making me do this doesn't help. Also, apparently I can't say no until I'm 18 to this. Is this true? I mean, I don't know if this is for, like, legitimate therapy reasons that they're trying to force OP to do this, or if it's just more of a hobby they're trying to force on OP. Either way, I would say you go to it, but you just say that you don't want to participate, you don't want to do it. I think it would even maybe be beneficial being transparent with the instructors and telling them that you're literally forced to go here, even though it hurts you and you're miserable because they would take away everything that you enjoy at home. If your mom's there and witnesses that, that's great because maybe they'll feel some ounce of shame trying to force you into it. Do I expect OP to come out of this punishment-free? Probably not, but if you're miserable, you gotta take a stand on it at some point. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy these stories of entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my dad owes me $50,000 and his should-have-been ex called me an entitled piece of crap. Some context, I'm 30 going on 31. I have an 18-year-old sister whose existence is the whole reason I've put up with this crap so long as I don't want to abandon her. She's also fed up with it. About six years ago, my dad met his girlfriend who is a total Karen. She ruins every meal out, always finding something to complain about, talks down to her autistic 19-year-old daughter treating her like she's five, as well as many other things. Essentially, her behavior got my dad to start talking about getting back together with my mother. He's strung that along for two years, costing us thousands of dollars. He has browbeaten me into applying for online payday loans I knew I wouldn't get, which got my identity stolen, because he couldn't pay the rent. These examples are just the tip of the iceberg. Now, Sunday morning, I saw it was cold and was going to be cold all week. My dad's girlfriend asked me what I wanted for Christmas a couple weeks ago. I said I need some thermals as I work in a loading dock. So anyways, I offhanded mention I'd gone ahead and bought myself two sets. I need like seven, as she uses the washing machine as a hamper and I can barely do laundry once a month. The girlfriend then proceeds to tell me, well, you might as well open your Christmas present now. And my father also starts berating for buying myself a necessity I had asked for. I would get the point if it was some sort of fun special thing, but the attitude was that I needed to freeze at work because not waiting till Christmas was rude to the girlfriend. This all rumpled into the girlfriend bringing up how she had helped me out and my dad owed her 11000 and I said he owed me 50000 Then my dad started on the whole, do you know how much it costs to raise you? I told him he doesn't get to do that, he chose to have me. He then started to deflect towards my mother and it went downhill from there. He forbids us from asking him about shared finances in front of his girlfriend and is always around her or out running his business so he yells at me for calling and asking for the money he owes me for the month while he's working and goes on about how he wants to buy a house. Essentially, it's become, I'll pay my portion after I buy a house and all my big boy toys. The next day, I had to come home from work because the calling me an entitled piece of crap set off my mild autism, and I was up all night and almost hitting people with the forklift. I am done. Me and my sister are moving out ASAP, and I'm cutting contact. I think OP's doing the right thing here. They need to separate themselves from this. It's not going to do them any good. Honestly, money you end up giving somebody like that, as much as it hurts, especially considering how much it is, you might as well almost consider it lost unless you want to take it to some kind of court. If you can stomach it and just accept that as the cost of cutting them off and focus on improving your mental health away from them, probably for the better. 
Our next story is entitled family harasses me after my boyfriend knocks brother-in-law on the ground. So this story happened a week ago. My sister was in town to visit with her husband and 11 year old son. My boyfriend isn't a huge fan of my sister's husband. My brother-in-law is, as my boyfriend would describe, tactic cool. Because he's really into military stuff, even though he never was in the military. While my boyfriend was a US Marine for 5 years. When they met, my brother-in-law tried to act all buddy-buddy and even said, These people don't understand warriors like us. My boyfriend finds it annoying both that my brother-in-law is trying to claim warrior status while being a banker, and my boyfriend's not fond of the military. After all, it did to him. So he gets ticked off when people idolize. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. But the problem started when they came over. It was a generally nice night other than a passive-aggressive remark by the brother-in-law when he learned I wasn't cooking but in fact my boyfriend is. I'm a terrible cook and he's amazing at it so he generally cooks. After dinner we were all getting caught up in the living room and their son Jack was getting bored and started walking around. My boyfriend got up after him to watch over him as an excuse to get out of the conversation. This is what my boyfriend said happened. He followed Jack around the house until Jack said he was bored. Trying to be a good uncle, my boyfriend offered to show him his office and they went inside. My boyfriend is protective of his office, only him and I are allowed inside, so this was a big deal. But my boyfriend wanted to be a good host and uncle, so he showed Jack around the office. Showed him his Warhammer armies, the knives he forges, his gaming PC and everything else. Boyfriend has too many hobbies. 
Until they got to a locked cabinet, Jack asked why it was locked. My boyfriend explained his guns were in there, and if his parents allowed it, he would take Jack shooting one day. A little while later, my brother-in-law followed them into the office. My boyfriend was annoyed he was in there, but felt he couldn't kick him out as his son was in there and he had the right to be there. Brother-in-law started talking to him about my boyfriend's guns and wanted to see them. My boyfriend was hesitant, but felt there was no harm because brother-in-law is a grown-butt man. Also, he keeps the ammo in the garage across the house. He opened the cabinet and asked my brother-in-law not to touch them unless he hands them to him. My brother-in-law promptly ignores this, grabs a gun from a rack, does not check if it's clear. My boyfriend emphasizes that it was a huge no-no and starts waving it around. My brother-in-law then thought it would be funny to pretend to shoot his son, so he pointed the gun at Jack. My boyfriend reached for the gun, knocked brother-in-law to the ground, and secured the gun. Then all heck broke loose. Brother-in-law started screaming at my boyfriend and my sister ran to check what was going on. Then my sister started screaming about how my boyfriend could let her son near a gun. My boyfriend isn't a yeller. He's not afraid of confrontation, but he never yells. He just calmly put his gun away, locked the cabinet, looked at me with a these people are idiots look, and waited for a lull in the screaming. He told them, get the freak out. Brother-in-law got in his face and acted like they were gonna fight. My boyfriend just stared him down until brother-in-law backed off. Boyfriend's six foot three, muscular, and carries himself like a former marine. He basically just stared at my sister and brother-in-law out of the house. Never raised his voice, never said anything threatening. But after that, the story my family was told is that he's a sociopath with an arsenal, has PTSD, and all of them are blowing up my phone trying to get me to leave him. Apparently, they even called the cops, but we live in his hometown. The local sheriff taught my boyfriend how to hunt as a kid so the sheriff knew it was a BS report, but still reached out to me to confirm. I assured him and my family countless times that he is not dangerous or hurting me. It's starting to get to me and I don't know what to do. My boyfriend's concerned for my mental health, but he told me he couldn't care less what they were saying about him. I'm probably gonna go low contact until this blows over. I'm just glad we live a couple states away so they can't harass me in person. What's sad here is if I were in OP's position, I would feel like going low contact and pulling back would almost mean submitting to accepting the family thinks the boyfriend is this gun-toting, volatile, aggressive man. I think I would say my piece in a parting note of something like, I've told you guys all exactly what the situation is, who this person is, how they are. Quite frankly, the lack of belief and consideration on my and my boyfriend's part has been hurting me mentally and I'm going to take some time to myself. Our next story is, random kid keeps whole hotel floor awake, him and his mother get to regret it. For some context, this happened a couple of weeks ago when me, my two sisters and my aunt and mom were on a trip to an indoor water park. We stopped at a hotel around 8pm and we decided to crash there before we go to the water park the next morning as it was down the road. So I sleep in a pull-out couch, my aunt in a one bed, and my two sisters and mom in the other. Fast forward to about 5am and we all wake up to a loud crash, followed by manic giggling. I sit up and quickly rub my eyes a bit while my relatives do the same. We ask each other what that was, realize it was just a loud noise and try to go back to sleep before we hear more giggling even closer with stomps and sprinting up and down the hall. I get ticked off and stand up put on some shorts and a wife beater before stepping out into the hall when a small kid, about 8 or 9, smacks into my stomach. 
Now, I'm a beefy kid at 6 foot 175 pounds and this didn't phase me. The kid, however, smacked right into the ground and started crying and wailing. I look down in surprise, but I feel zero remorse for this little crap. Then I hear what I at first assume is an angry bull before looking up and seeing a middle-aged blonde lady stomping with her arms swinging side to side like it's a cartoon. She very angrily says, Excuse me, but what exactly do you think you're doing to my sweet baby? Entitled kid then goes, Mommy, he pushed me. I very quickly say, no, I did no such thing. Your child ran directly into me after keeping my whole family awake at 5 a.m. She then smugly says, I don't care what you say or what he was doing. You look like a grown man and you just assaulted my child. I'm going to get security and press charges. I say, go ahead. I'll wait. She then gets a very confused looking guard who sees me and says, Sir, this woman here says you assaulted her child. Is this true? I then patiently say, no officer. I walked out of my room and this child ran into me. The child then says, nuh-uh, you pushed me to the ground. I was just having fun playing. The officer simply says, I can check the security footage if you'd like. We can see what happened here. Her face suddenly scrunched up and tried ever so hard to not look suspicious about it. Oh, she suddenly said in a sweet, calm voice. Well, I may have been wrong. There's no need for that. Come along, sweetie, let's go back to our room. And drag the kid along as he pouted and made a fuss. I shrugged at the guard and went back inside to tell my family about it. And that was that. Thank God most places like this have some kind of CCTV security camera these days. In 2023, it's almost getting to the point where just about anywhere that's remotely semi-public facing even has a good chance of being caught on some kind of security camera, whether that's an apartment's hallway camera or somebody's doorbell. Our next story is, Entitled Parent Put Their Kid In My Car To Say Hi To My Dog Yesterday, my dog and I were road tripping back from spending Thanksgiving with my family. A few hours in, we stopped to stretch legs and get some water pulled into a rest stop with plenty of parking. Not very busy. After I let him out to stretch, he was sitting in the back with the windows open while I pulled up directions in the driver's seat. For context, it's an SUV with a three-seater bench in the back. My dog was sitting directly... Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Directly in the middle, didn't have his head out of the window. All of a sudden, I see a toddler being lifted into and through the open back window by their parent, To pet my dog? The child's body was 50% into my vehicle's open window. This wasn't a hand next to the window to get him to come sniff it. The entitled parent is laughing, as is the other entitled parent holding a younger baby standing next to the parent that's currently trapezing their toddler into my car. They didn't ask or say anything. They just laughed and stuck their toddler into my open window. I was so shocked that I audibly gasped and turned around to give them a confused and annoyed look. It took at least five solid seconds for them to acknowledge my reaction and pull their kid out through the window, never apologized, just walked away while still laughing. 
I have a recognizable, friendly, giant breed dog that kids typically want to pet. Luckily, he's already used to having to interact with parents and young kids. This scenario was just so unsafe to me, though. These parents have no idea if my huge dog is friendly and just put their kid in an extremely unsafe situation, let alone the rudeness of just entering someone else's vehicle. In what remote world was this okay to do? I wish I wasn't so shocked and said something. Yeah, these people were really dumb. Just go shove your toddler right up next to a dog that's been bred for thousands of years to be a large and powerful creature and just, you know, bank that it's friendly. Oh, you know, all of those dogs are jolly giants, right? 100% it is the kind of experience you look back at and you kick yourself over and over for not saying anything and calling them out because they probably learned nothing here. Our next story is, my parents want to give my sister the earrings my grandma left for me. This story is so weird. When I, 27-year-old female, was 20 years old, I was in a relationship slash friends with benefits situation with a guy, now 40 years old male. It was messy. We were on and off for almost 5 years. It was always clear he wasn't ready for a relationship, and I was always clear I was madly in love with him. Every time I got tired of the situation and wanted to leave, Somehow, he convinced me to stay because love is free, we have so much time together, he wasn't ready to commitment. I asked advice from my sister, now 42-year-old female, and she gave me some crappy advice like make him compromise, leave stuff at his place and basically turn him into a boyfriend until it was too late for him to say no. I never managed to do that because I wanted him to love me as much as I loved him, not trap him. During the last night I spent at his place, he said he wanted to try something more serious with me, talked about some dates he planned, etc., only to ghost me forever. It was hard. This was the first person I loved, and he treated me like crap. Six months passed and my sister came home. We both lived with our parents, saying she wanted to introduce her brand new boyfriend. She'd have tons of boyfriends, but she said this was the one. It was a dinner only with my parents at our home, so I was excluded and expected to just go out or chill in my room. The day came and while they were dining, I ordered a pizza and I came downstairs only to find the guy I was with six months prior dining with my parents and sister. I was shocked but paid for my pizza and went to my room again to cry. After dinner was over, I confronted my sister in front of our parents and begged her not to be with him. To be loyal to me, her little sister. There was no way she didn't know who he was. I had showed her pictures of him, his social media, where he worked, and she even knew where he lived. They never met because he didn't want to meet my family and never introduced his. But she knew who he was, and she excluded me from that dinner because she knew. She said they met by chance after we stopped seeing each other. She knew how hard that rupture was. She knew how painful it was to not even have a closure. He just stopped replying. Not even blocking me, just left me there wondering after five years. She knew that during those six months I was still hurting. I know how it was my fault. I was too naive and thought that if I stayed long enough he would be ready for the relationship I wanted and would learn to love me. Stupid, I know. She defended herself, saying it was a coincidence and the chemistry was there. She loved him and she wasn't going to lose the love of her life. This stuff only happens once in a lifetime. When I was in my early 20s, I would believe that. However, now I know that there are 8 billion people in this world. There's no one love of your life. You can find the love of your life multiple times if you look for it. 
My parents sided with her and said I should get over it since we never have a real relationship. One and a half years had passed. I've been excluded from multiple family gatherings because he would be around and my family thinks I'll bring negative vibes since I'm still bitter about everything. I have no feelings for him, but I feel betrayed by my sisters and my parents. He is just POS in my eyes now. My sister is now six months pregnant. Due to her age, she had been extremely pampered by my parents. She still lives at home and is going to move with him maybe two months after the baby is born. Then they're going to marry. In my culture, it's normal that if a woman gives birth, moves back, or stays with her mom, so the mom will help with the baby for the first months. A week ago, my sister's friends made a surprise baby shower. I happen to be at home. I try to talk to them. I don't know why. Maybe because my sister and I were too close before and I'm sad we're no longer friends. But her friends acted like I wasn't there or replied to me with, hmm, yes, no, or silence, as if I was the one that created this mess or I was a homewrecker or I tried to seduce my sister's man. I was planning to move already. I was saving money, etc. But after that, I immediately left to a friend's house. I'm in the process of trying to find my own place. Two days ago, I received a call from my parents asking me to have a talk. I went to their house and they informed me that the diamond earrings my grandma left me will be given to my sisters. Those earrings have been in my family for four generations. And before my grandma died, she said the earrings will be mine and my sister will receive a gold necklace. Grandma trusted my parents with the earrings. There was no will or anything, she just asked them to give it to me when I was mature enough to appreciate or take care of a family heirloom. Now, my parents think since my sister's getting married first and is having grandma's first great-grandchild, my sister should have it. I'm really mad now. They're robbing me of something my grandma left to me. I don't think my parents are evil evil. I think they were too worried my sister wouldn't marry due to her age. Again, in my culture, a single woman in her 40s is something to worry for her family. And now that she's forming a family, they want to reward her with everything. But I was the closest to my grandma. She made it clear the earrings will be mine, not my sister's. Not the first one to marry or have a child, but mine. After two years of being excluded in favor of my sisters, I gave the ultimatum to my parents. They give the earrings to me as my grandma intended, or I will cut them from my life forever. Not gonna lie, the idea of cutting my family off is too painful. But I feel they already made me and still makes me so wrong, I don't want them in my life anymore. I feel a little shallow fighting over this, but those are the only things my granddad left. They're not entitled to them. I definitely think it's something OP shouldn't just lay down and take. Keep fighting for it. If they don't want to own up to you and give you what your inheritance should be, then I think OP making that the point of no return and making it clear to them that it is the point of no return, especially with how they've been treating OP, is completely fair. Our next story is, your kids are not free labor. Full stop. Before anyone accuses me of being a whiny kid, I'll say this. Washing dishes, cleaning up after oneself, taking care of a pet or other menial chores are not labor in this context. Those are merely tasks that everyone should probably know how to do in order to improve one's quality of life. Additionally, it's totally fine to ask a child to flip on a light switch if your hands are full, or have them help to clean up the home that you share. It's fine if you ask a kid for help, or get them to clean up their own messes if they're old enough. What is not okay, however, is make them do everything all of the time. This is the situation that I find myself in. 
I'm an adult and I pay to stay here just like anyone else. I keep it clean, cook for the family whenever I can afford ingredients, and look after the children whenever needed. But I'm also called away from whatever I'm doing to do these little side quests for my mom, or to prepare and serve food to her when she's too tired, lazy, to just get it herself. She's extremely picky, so getting food often means multiple trips to and from the kitchen, something that she laughs about occasionally. I am called well after breakfast hours, sometimes close to noon, because the kids need breakfast. And because I just happen to not work that morning, it's my task to do it. When I ask why the heck they weren't fed sooner, my mother makes up some BS excuse about not having the time, all while still lying in bed in her pajamas. She couldn't find the time to pour a few bowls of cereal, and now it's become my problem. The same thing happens for lunch on the days when I finish with work early. I come home, and before I can even get through the doorway, they're requesting McDonald's and tacos and my fancy little grilled cheese sandwiches. I basically just cut them into triangles. It's either rushing to get them food before they start cannibalizing, or having to set my things at the door and help them with something unrelated that my mom refused to help them with. Usually something related to one of their phones, a concerning message on Roblox, or acquiring art supplies because one of them feels compelled to doodle. On my days off, I've been woken up and informed that I have to look after the children all day because, surprise, surprise, my mother has somewhere else to be today. No prior warning, no asking, just, this is what is going to happen, now put on your shoes and get down here. Mind you, my siblings are fed and cared for when I'm not here, but the house often stays messy and their desires unrelated to food or basic care are unfulfilled in the meantime. It's then up to me when I'm home to give up whatever free time or sleep time that I would love to have, all to ensure that the kids don't feel totally ignored. My mother has said this much to me, the part about not wanting her kids to feel ignored, not realizing that this is literally her job as a parent. I am almost never called by her unless she needs something related to childcare or her own frivolous whims. My no is unheard every time unless I'm too busy, tired, or sick to move, and at the end of it all, I get some half-hearted thanks before being ignored or shooed away again. I do a lot at work and at home, and my limited free time is just spent dreading the next day's tasks or sitting quietly in my room ignoring my own hunger or needs and pretending to sleep so that hopefully I'll be left the heck alone for a while. My mental health is already at an all-time low for reasons that I'd rather not get into in this post, but it absolutely does not help when I have to ignore my own empty belly or full bladder, all because she'll suddenly find some reason to need my help the second that I open my door and she remembers that I'm here. I hate this. I've become little more than an extra set of hands, a spare wallet, a listener when she's upset, and a free third parent when none of the authority, she won't even let me send them to their room sometimes. What's most frustrating is that for everything that I do, I get next to nothing in return. My mom rarely makes or buys dinner for all of us. I've had to walk home from work on occasions because she forgot that I worked. She still hasn't taught me how to do my own taxes. She won't listen when I need to talk for a change, and she doesn't always pay me back when she borrows large sums of money unrelated to the bills. There is no equal exchange here, and we're not mother and kid or even just roommates. I am an extra set of hands with no opinions or complaints, no sick days or arguments, and if I mess up, she has no trouble telling me all about it. 
usually with some unkind words thrown in. Your kids are not free labor people. The oldest, the middle, the one with the most free time, or the one who spends the most time indoors. There isn't really a good excuse for dumping it all onto one of them, especially in a household where there are enough older kids or even full adults to share the work with. Here's an edit, since I probably did more ranting than explaining. My dad is in the picture, and he works from nearly sunrise to sunset most days in order for us to afford bills, not including my contributions. We always have food on the table and our lights and water on, but the internet and phone service aren't always paid for. None of us can really afford too many doctor visits, and one missed paycheck or emergency situation could set us back for months. I'm in my early 20s, and with my low-paying job, not having a car, and current lack of a degree, I can't continue college without financial aid of some sort. Moving out isn't really possible. My job is walking distance though it doesn't pay me enough to save up for a car or a place to live. I'm taking the necessary steps to get my life in order, but it's a slow process. Dealing with my mother and her BS is definitely not helpful. I also can't just leave when things are this bad either. I couldn't afford to, and I'd end up coming right back if there's still somewhere to come back to, considering that my income is important too. I'm doing my best with what I have, but I kind of have no one. My dad is supportive and awesome, but he's almost always busy. My mom is usually available more often, but simply doesn't care. Google is my friend, but that's pretty much it. And that sucks. I mainly posted here to get it out of my head, as my mom was being really crummy yesterday. It's not bad enough to get CPS involved, as my mom's whims and pettiness aren't worth breaking up a family over. It's just kind of soul-rending that so much of this falls onto me, especially considering that I'm not even the oldest or second oldest among my siblings. Honestly, if I were in OP shoes, at some point, I feel like this bridge is going to buckle. I feel like before OP reaches their absolute breaking limit, they should just make it clear to everyone that they're going to do what they need to do to keep things going. By that I mean bills and income. But that they're taking a break, they've been doing too much for too long, and that other people need to step up too, and honestly just... Let the madness ensue, hopefully until somebody else starts picking one or more other people start helping out too. I mean, is everything just going to fall apart and the kids are going to go unfed? If so, then it is CPS worthy. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.